Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. You'll know by now that Karen and I really love our food and we're both good Scots girls and we've been brought up on healthy homemade soup. So today we thought we'd share our favourite autumn recipes with you and they're really going to help improve your running performance and just be really delicious in this cold weather. Welcome to the Food Force Spotlight series. For us, food is never just fuel. It provides a wide range of nutrients to support the many aspects of our health and also to promote physiological adaptations for our running performance. These short informative episodes are dedicated to food and meal planning. We'll spotlight key foods to support your running and we'll share tips and suggestions to give you big results in your running performance. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Aileen to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. everyone it's Karen here and I'm here once again with Aileen and it's the start of October so I think we can probably officially say that we're in autumn if you're in Europe or the fall if you're in North America if you're in Australia or New Zealand then I suppose you could say it's coming into springtime but really wherever you are we do hope that you'll stay with us today because we're talking about soups for runners um, which can be part of your food plan throughout the calendar, really, whatever time of the year. So Aileen, hi. And I'm just wondering, what do you enjoy about autumn? And really, how does it influence your food plan? Hi, Karen. Hi, everyone. Uh, well, I think the change of any season is exciting. Um, but I especially at this time of year enjoy seeing the change in colours of the trees. Uh, I quite like the cooler, fresher temperatures. And often we get bright blue skies here. Um, so I, I also feel it's like one of my most productive times of the year. I've, I've rested over the summer and I'm ready to hit the ground running and get lots of things done before the festive season. So it's a really um, I find quite a productive time for me. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that, Aileen. And it is nice coming back, feeling rested and energised and, and ready for those few months of, of hard work before you can then take some time out again over that festive period. And I think as the weather changes, there are lots of lovely seasonal foods that you can add to your menu. And um, and it's really an, an ideal time, I think, to make warming soups, really warm and um, nutritious casseroles, 
meals and also having warm salads. We tend to have, or I certainly tend to have more um, of the cold salads during the summer, but just adding some warmth to it during the 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 autumn season is wonderful now the seasonal foods at this time of year are ones such as butternut squash and pumpkin uh, potatoes celeriac also green and red cabbage kale leeks onions brussels sprouts as well as chestnuts apples pears and blackberries so lots of color as well as lots of nutrition there now We did do an episode last year, so episode 77, Food for Autumn Running. And we really like to add the warmth to our foods with spices. So last year in that episode, we really focused on ginger, turmeric and cinnamon. And um, because that gives the food lots of um, taste and flavour and aroma, as well as supporting everybody nutritionally for their running. So everyone you might want to check out that episode as well just to get um, additional autumn ideas for your food plan. Yeah, listening to that list of food, Karen, it sounds like a harvest festival, doesn't it? It reminds me of, you know, when you were at school and in the autumn, you used to have to take things for the harvest festival. Um, So it's, yeah, nice memories. Um, But, you know, when you were talking there about some of the... um, you know, the foods and and particularly we're talking about soup today. I always think that um, a homemade soup is, it can be really like a meal in a bowl. And and Karen, you and I both grew up in Scotland and we probably were raised on homemade soup. I certainly was. It was a staple for me every day as a child. You know, we had a bowl of soup at lunchtime um, and maybe you'll agree with me, Karen, on that one. Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. I have to say the likes of tatty soup, so potato soup for those who don't know what tatties are, um, and also broth were a real staple during um, my childhood, along with cullen skink, which is uh, a fish dish from that northeast area of Scotland. And I used to love coming home from playing in the snow to that that bowl of um, soup with either bread or oat cakes it was just so yummy and warming like we've been saying anyway enough of the reminiscing alien let's move on to discuss today's topic which as we said is all about autumn soup for runners so we're going to look at how adding soups into your food plan could potentially support you as a runner how to make an easy soup so we'll share some practical tips with you to keep it easy and also give you some ideas for therapeutic soups using the seasonal autumn vegetables that we mentioned so combinations of ingredients to to help support maybe particular health or performance concerns that um that listeners may have. So Aileen, let's start with talking about how adding soups into your food plan may support you as a runner. So I'm going to hand over to you to to enlighten us. Okay, thanks, Karen. So I think the reason I mentioned soup being a meal in a bowl is it can really offer all the important nutrients we need for great health, as well as those that we require to be a healthy runner. Um, We're always talking about plate balance, uh, about having the correct ratios of protein, carbohydrate and vegetables. And that's to give us key micronutrients as well as fibre. And also, you know, just by thinking about those elements, you can have all of those elements in your bowl of soup. So it is it's possible. Um, Sometimes people say to me, oh, I don't like having soup for lunch because it makes me hungry. Well, that's because you haven't got the right 
ratio of the macro and my, micronutrients. So when um, you're having a bowl of soup, think about balance. Um, now, often um, the base of a soup is made of root vegetables like carrots, squash, potatoes, parsnips would be typical. Um, and that makes the, the soup quite high in carbohydrates, which is great as a runner, uh, but it also makes it high in glycemic load, so the amount of uh, glucose that is in the food once you've digested it. Um, so having that type of soup would be great as a pre-run light sort of snack meal um, in the, the colder weather. But if you would like to make your soup more of a pre-run main meal or just an everyday meal, that's when you need to start thinking about the other elements. So you can add things like chopped cooked chicken or fish or lentils or beans or, or quinoa would give you um, protein. And also you could think about, well, where would you get some other vegetables? So throwing in a couple of handfuls of spinach or broccoli for the greens would be would be ideal. And that would give you th those three elements in the, in the bowl of soup. Now, if you're somebody that's managing your carbohydrate intake, perhaps for weight management, then I'd suggest that you choose your soup base wisely and avoid those high glycemic load choices, as I mentioned earlier, things like carrots, sweet corn, potatoes, noodles are sometimes in soup. Uh, and use other low GL vegetables like the greens, cauliflower, mushrooms, tomatoes, for instance. So, you know, there's lots of things that you can do with your soup to make it work for you, whatever your nutrition goals are. Yeah, I would agree with that, Alien. And and I think the idea of using soup as a as a pre-run snack or a pre-run meal is a great idea because it's so um so easy, isn't it, to to make. And I think other benefits to runners from eating soups are um it's like you say, it's a way of fueling your your run, but also it could be a great post-run um meal as well or snack afterwards for that recovery, especially in cold weather. I think coming home to a warming soup would be really appealing. Also, it can be used to um help you meet your energy and nutrition targets. So if you're struggling to take on board sufficient energy, just having a soup as a snack in the middle of the day might be really helpful really easy to digest so it's easy on the on the digestive system as a runner especially if you're having it um pre-run and if you add the protein you can really help um that that muscle building that muscle resynthesis after running as well and also using the right ingredients can be supportive to general health conditions to healing of injuries and also um, it, they can be depending on what you use can be anti-inflammatory so really lots of good reasons to include a nutrient-dense soup in our food plans so um, so let's talk now maybe about how to make a soup um, and and sort of thinking about sharing our practical tips, Aileen. I'm going to hand back to you here because you're really good at giving practical advice. So over to you on that one. Okay, so, well, I always like to keep things as simple as I can in the kitchen and really soup is a simple uh, meal to make. And it, you just need a few basic pieces of kitchen equipment and tools. So a large saucepan, a chopping board, a, a sharp knife, and maybe a hand grater and peeler and just use everyday 
um, simple everyday ingredients, really. Um, you can save time if you want to use kitchen equipment like a blender and a food processor. Um, and also, you can take a potluck approach to making a soup. So use up all the, the leftovers that you have. Or if you like to follow a recipe, uh, feel free to do that. And you can make something more creative or even a gourmet style soup. So um, you know, it doesn't have to be difficult. Um, how do you tend to make soups, Karen? Well, what I tend to to do, Aileen, is um, I, I do tend to use a blender just because it's time saving, and um, I have like a little KitchenAid blender. But you could you could actually just use a, a hand blender if you don't have um, a, a bigger one. So that's. That's the way I tend to um, to use them. But I know, Aileen, that you like potluck soups. So I just wondered if you could tell us a little bit about the the potluck soups that you make. I tend to follow a recipe more, but I know that you're more innovative with your soups. Uh, well, I don't know about innovative, but I do like to use leftovers. So the potluck idea is to select my way of using up all the bits and pieces of vegetables that are left at the end of the week. Um, and I, I usually that's a sort of often a Saturday morning job um, I'll, I'll do so that I've cleared the fridge out and then I can stock up with fresh vegetables for meals uh, for the coming week. So typically I'll just roughly chop any vegetables and anything goes in. So it can be broccoli, leeks, carrots, tomatoes, literally whatever needs using up. Um, so I roughly chop them and then I'll blitz that those raw vegetables in my food press processor. And then I'll add it, add them to a large pan of water um, and add some stock cubes. Now, I like callow stock cubes. Um, and sometimes I'll add some miso paste because that gives it a lovely savoury taste. Um, often I'll add dried lentils because that's one of my favourites. And it's an, an easy and relatively cheap thing to do as well. So it's quite economical. And then I just stick it on the hob for about 20 or 30 minutes. Um, and then the next thing I do is... I'll blend about half of the soup so it's smooth and I'll put it back into the pan. Now, I don't, I'm not keen on really pureed soups, so I like that 50-50 texture, like partly blended and some not. So it's sort of a chunky soup, I suppose. Um, now, if it's a soup that I haven't added lentils to whilst I've been cooking, I usually add some other kind of cooked pulses. So it might be chickpeas or cannellini beans because I've usually got cans and cartons of those in the larder and then um, just before the end I'll add in some shredded greens like spinach now I, I use a lot of frozen spinach so that's an easy thing just to grab from the freezer stir it in and then you've got some of your greens in as well so that you know that's my potluck and it'll be different every week um, and uh, you know it's usually quite nice and tasty yeah, and like you were saying earlier, Aileen, it's all about balance, and that all sounds very balanced. You know, you've got your protein in there from uh, and your carbohydrates from your chickpeas, your beans, your pulses, and then lots of different vegetables in there. Now, both of us have mentioned that we use a blender and a food processor. I'm just wondering, do you think people need to invest in in one of these sort of a, a food processor or a blender to make the soups? Well, they're definitely both time savers and a handstick blender is quite a cheap gadget to buy. You know, you can get them just about anywhere, supermarket, you can buy in a supermarket or a kitchen shop. Um, I don't think it's necessary to have lots of gadgets, but I think a blender 
certainly helps. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of my my gran, um, and she used to make a lot of soups. But everything was done by hand in those days. She chopped up the vegetables. She grated vegetables. Sometimes she'd use a masher to sort of blend some of the root vegetables like potatoes. So, you know, there was no um, fancy gadgets for her. Um, and she made her own stock too. And I guess that's something that people don't do a lot of these days. Although, you know, we know that bone broth is, is very good for digestive health. Now, my gran had a tiny little kitchen, um, but there was always a pot of soup on the go. Um, and my other granny, uh, she lived by the sea. And so my memories of her soup was fish soup, uh, just like you were saying, Karen. She's, but she used to make a fish soup with rice. Um, so that was always a really nice, tasty favourite as well. So do you have any other childhood memories of, of soup, Karen? Well, like like I said earlier, Aileen, it was very much the tatty soup, the broth and the cullen skink. I think those were the three main soups that we tended to, to have. So they are my soup memories. But interestingly, being vegetarian now, I don't eat any of them. I do make cullen skink um, on occasion for the family. However, they much prefer my mum's version, I have to say. And I think that's because she maybe adds cream to her and I don't and and also I add some parsley to mine to give it um color and flavor and nutrition and she doesn't and I I think that maybe is really telling about our different approaches to health and nutrition but anyway moving on from that um like you were saying, Ella, your idea of that potluck soup alien is a great way of using up leftovers now I'm just thinking does that potluck approach give enough variety though overall yeah I think so because I think the leftovers are slightly different every week and over a few weeks my uh, you know my freezer is stocking up with different choices um so you know they might not strictly have come from a recipe but they they are giving you lots of variety and you know, we're always talking about eating 30 different types of vegetables a week and that is an easy way of of getting you know a few different vegetables into your diet but I do also I, I do like making soups from recipes uh, where I'll use specific ingredients um, but then when I'm doing my potluck soup I might remember a recipe that I can adapt a little to use what vegetables I'm using up so um, it's, it is nice to have a recipe soup um, but also you know there's nothing like homemade make your own up soup is there yeah yeah, I wish I had the courage to do that, Aileen, but I do always have to follow a recipe. I do adapt recipes, I have to say, to accommodate what I've got in the house. But I, I do tend to to need a recipe. It must just be a comfort thing, I think, because I'm sure I could I could produce a soup from what I've got. But no, I do need to. So I'm, I'm always worried it's too bland. I think that's my fear. Therefore, if I know I've got a recipe in front of me, they'll they'll remind me of different things that I can add to give it flavour. But anyway, yeah. another question. Sorry, Lily. I was just going to say, Karen, you know, the great thing about soup is you can taste it all the way through and you can just add extra things to it to give it a bit of pep, you know, like chilies or some garlic powder or something like that so yeah don't you don't have to it doesn't have to stay bland I think that's what I'm saying yeah that's true Aileen so a good tip 
for me and everybody else out there, you know, just taste the soup as you go, as you go through it, making it. And yeah, just choose. I suppose it's about choosing spices that you like as well and adding a bit of that. So if you like the spice, you're going to like the flavor. So um, anyway, another question for you, Aileen, that I, I just wanted to ask was if you feel that it has to be a homemade soup, what is your what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'd, I'd really encourage everyone to have a go at making their own suits because there are, um, you know, that, that would be the best way. However, there are some really great, healthy, fresh soups available. So soups that manufacturers have made that you can use either as a base um, or you can add extra ingredients to give yourself a balanced meal. Um, the, the key is to choose a fresh soup that's made of ingredients rather than lots of additives um so uh, you know as we mentioned earlier it's really important to get plate balance in a bowl so check the label uh you may need to add some protein and some greens um and as i said also check the label to make sure it's only food ingredients no additives because that might compromise health and also um what i've i've noticed a lot of the healthy food box companies you know the bo- the companies that you can order, you know, the, the ingredients to make a meal with. They a lot of them offer healthy soups, and um, we've got a few of those um, recipe box companies listed on our shop page at the website runnershealthhub.com. And if you look at our favourite food brands, you'll find um, some of those companies there. So um, if you haven't got time to make your own soup, or you feel it's a bit daunting, uh, look for the best quality uh, fresh soup that you can. Yeah, really good tip there, Aileen. And earlier you mentioned um, about using frozen vegetables that you tend to always have something in the freezer. I think spinach was one that you said that you always have it in the freezer. Have you got any other freezer tips for everybody? Um, Well, really, it's about, you know, when you make that big pot of soup, that leftover pot of soup, or whether it's a a recipe soup you've made, you don't have to eat it all in one go. You can uh, portion the soup up. So what I tend to do is portion the soup into one one portion containers and freeze. Uh, and then I've got a stock of soup um, and I can pull um, a, a carton out of the freezer for a meal or a snack whenever I need it. Um, and, you know, again, if I need to make it heartier, you know, when I've defrosted it and heated it up, I might add some extra protein like the beans, the lentils, the chickpeas, the chopped Uh, chicken the the one thing I hadn't mentioned earlier was silken tofu that really works well in soup Um, and that's the kind of thing that you can have in your larder so you don't have to uh, shop for it Um, and then I'll add some more green vegetables like chopped up broccoli or tender stem or like you were saying the frozen greens that can be in the freezer and what I tend to use is use containers that are like tumbler size so they've got like a screw top lid and the the size and shape works really well with the freezer because I can just line them up in a freezer drawer and I can get you know maybe 16 soups in a freezer drawer I might not have 16 all the time but each week I'll be adding you know a few more um and that keeps me going for for ages gosh yeah thanks I think I think these are all really 
great practical tips for everybody um, to help them to make tasty and nutrient-dense soups. And, and, and actually, even for myself, Aileen, I think your hints and tips and the ingredients that are, you're recommending is really encouraging me to think about making soups more often um, and, and thinking about making them around my training as well, especially as we move through autumn and into winter. So watch the space, everybody. I'll let you know if I do get into uh, making more soups and and like you were saying Aileen making big batches and popping them in the freezer labeling them because quite often I can put things in the freezer without labels and I can't remember what they are so are they meat based or are they not so it all it all goes um badly and, and, and I never know what I've taken out so I think labeling is a really good idea as well anyway moving on I think maybe now Aileen shall we take an advert break so I'll hand back to you okay thanks Karen so this is the the part in the episode where Karen and I take a moment to talk about some of the things that we do outside of the podcast and today we've been talking about the benefits of nutrient-dense soup for health, for running performance and recovery. And um, We mentioned uh, earlier that you can get soups made by quality food companies. Um, so if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that we've gathered together a list of our favorite brands on our website, uh, runnershealthhub.com. And you'll find all of our favorites listed on the shop menu. Um so with regards to um, brands, the ones that we mention are, are brands that we use ourselves and also brands that we uh, suggest to clients. Um, we, we choose brands that are natural, um, they're ethical brands, they've got good reputations, and that's really why we're listing them for you. So as we've been talking about soups today, I thought I'd mention one of our favorite businesses, which is Mindful Chef. And we just wanted to let you know about their fabulous range of broths and soups. Their broths are made from organic, uh, nutrient-rich ingredients. They're really flavoursome and they're frozen from fresh. Um, so when you, you receive them, you, you can put them in your freezer and then take them out um, and use them as and when you want to. Um, and you could have them as a warming drink um, or you could um, have them as a soup or add to a casserole for, for maximum nutrient value. So if you are interested in their soups, what you can do is either buy individual servings or bundles. Now, I love the idea that they have a soup taster bundle. Um, so, you know, it gives you a chance of trying out different things. They also have a chicken broth bundle and a high protein bundle. And there's also some vegan options, too. So go to our website and uh, find the links to them and, and check out the soups that they've got. And they really are a, a truly delicious product and they're made with top quality ingredients and I would just sort of like to point out you know they are a, a premium priced product um, but I always try to remember when I'm choosing the best quality food um, I try to remember why I'm doing it um, doing it for my, my health and my body and my performance and I really think that mindful chef soups are a meal in a bowl and they're so uh, delicious uh, that they they grace any restaurant table um, so you might want to um, you know, try them out on your friends and family and see um, see how you get on with them. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I would agree with you that I've got a few clients who um, use their recipe boxes as well as their soups and they rate them so highly. And um, that, that, like you say, there, there are so many different choices in the boxes, the soups, the bundles that you can that you can purchase. So highly recommended by us and by our clients. OK, so moving on, we're going to round up today's conversation with a few suggestions of soups which will either support you maybe your running performance, your recovery, maybe help with your um, balance of female hormones and many other um, health health supporting features. So we're going to start by looking at cauliflower, kale and cannellini bean soup as a therapeutic soup. Now, cauliflower and kale are both really supportive of female hormone balance. Now, that's because they contain what's known as glucosinolates, which are converted into indole-3-carbonyl, which is a potent hormone regulatory it has a a, a hormone regulatory effect gosh these are difficult words to get my tongue around but anyway the liver plays a key role in the production and the clearing of hormones from the body and the indole 3 carbonyl supports the liver detoxification processes and it does that through stimulating different enzymes required to remove the hormones and other toxins as well from the body so that's how cauliflower and kale in a soup can be used therapeutically now this recipe this um cauliflower kale and cannellini bean soup also includes turmeric now runners might consider using turmeric as an anti-inflammatory support for the exercise induced muscle damage for doms um, for um, having after maybe hill drills or as a natural alternative to the painkillers that, that, that many runners use for inflammation and for pain. And then the cannellini beans, they're a great source of protein. So one cup contains 15 grams of protein. So that's that's good um, levels of protein there in a cup. And they're also high in fiber. Um, they also have a, a, a range of different vitamins, minerals and isoflavones, which are all important for supporting and balancing female hormones. So it's also a soup that it's got a lot of ingredients, but it's easy to make. And we'll let you know um, how you can get the recipe when we come to the end of today's episode. So all you need to do is saute some onions and turmeric in olive oil or coconut oil for a couple of minutes. Then add your, your chopped up cauliflower florets and, um, and just soften that for two or three minutes. Then add your stock. I tend to use about a litre of water in a stock cube and then simmer for 30 minutes. Then blend to a liquid. And um, what I tend to do, because it's in the pan already, I'll just use a stick blender in the pan and then add the cooked cannellini beans and the shredded kale. And it's again, you could whiz all of that up if you like a smooth soup. Or you could just um, keep it chunky with the, the beans and the kale. And it's, you know, I have to say, it's really creamy and it's really delicious. Yeah, cauliflower soups are one of my ultimate favourites. And it is a very, you know, when you blend cauliflower, you'd almost think that you had cream in it because it's so creamy. Um so that, that was a really good example, Karen. But I, I thought I'd also share a soup that 
um, could be good for supporting performance. And the soup that I'm going to share is uh, beetroot, apple and coconut. Uh, and it's got a lovely um, tangy taste and a very smooth velvety texture. Uh, the reason that, that it's so good for performance is because of the nutritional properties of beetroot, which we've talked about in previous episodes. Now, beetroot contains nitrates, which help promote blood flow and has been shown to help dilate blood vessels. So this helps um, to enable an increase in an efficient flow of oxygen through the blood vessels, which clearly is going to help provide us with more energy uh, for our running. Um, and if you eat the, the beet greens, uh, they're also very uh, nutrient dense and they provide calcium, iron and vitamin C. So this would be a, a really good soup to have a couple of hours before a, a training run. And as I said earlier, we have a whole episode uh, dedicated to beetroot. So that was episode 40, beetroot for running performance. Um, so if you're interested in uh, what beetroot can do, that's a good one to listen to. Now, there's there's lots of research on using beetroot to enhance running performance. And in this episode um, that I've just mentioned, we highlighted that nitrate intake needs to be between six and eight uh, millimoles, um, which is the equivalent of 500 milliliters of beetroot. And that needs to be um, consumed sort of two to three hours before exercise for enhanced effects. Now, that's quite a lot of beetroot juice. Um, so, you know, you, you've got to be really quite dedicated if you really want it to make a difference. But I would say a large bowl of beetroot soup will certainly contribute to your nitrate level. So it might not give you quite the same performance effects, but it's going to contribute. And uh, and also it's it's very tasty, too. Yeah, I agree with that, Aileen, and I, I can't I recommend it highly enough. Um, I really like this recipe, and like you say, it's so beneficial potentially for um, performance. And again, it's a it's an easy one to make. All you need to do is get a small pack of cooked beetroot to keep it um, simple, um, one large cooking apple and a can of coconut milk and also half a litre of water. Now, what you need to do is just chop up the beetroot and apple, add the water, might want to add a vegetable stock cube as well, again, for flavour, then just simmer it for 10 minutes, then blend it and add the coconut milk and voila, you've got a really nice, creamy, tasty, um, running performance enhancing soup. And it will make uh, about four portions. So if you wanted to make a big batch and um, freeze it, then just double the quantities and you can you can freeze some for later. So a, a really easy one, but um, healthy one as well. Yeah, and I, I tend to find if I make it and there's other people around, it never gets to the freezer because people like it so much. So uh, doubling up is a good, a good tip, Karen, isn't it? It is. Okay, so we've talked about supporting female hormones with the cauliflower and cannellini soup. And we've talked about enhancing performance with beetroot. Um, and so let's think now about maybe a soup that would support our immune system, because um, we all know that having a robust immune system is vital as a runner for um, recovery, to help manage inflammation and to keep us infection free. So um, what what is your immune boosting soup, Karen? 
Well, Aileen, I really think the mushroom and chestnut soup is an amazing soup for the immune system. I think it is one that we've mentioned before. And um, another really simple to make recipe. And it's also quite a luxurious soup recipe. Great for a healthy dinner. Also a party dish. If I serve it as a starter, people just love it. Um, But Really, it, it could be enjoyed at any day, at any time. Um, I think we all deserve it. And, and like we said, chestnuts are um, and mushrooms are are in abundance at the moment. So, again, I would say use prepared vacuum-packed chestnuts um, because it keeps it easy. And also, they're available all year round. Now, chestnuts are a really good source of carbohydrates, uh, but also vitamin C, folate, and have a lot of trace vitamins and minerals as well. And it contains a little bit of, of protein, so 2.4 grams per 100 grams. So, it, 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 you know, the little chestnut is actually very nutritious. Now, mushrooms are one of the few food sources of vitamin D, and they also contain beta-glucans, which are great immunomodulators, so important to protect against infections and infections of any kind. So a great, another great soup. Yeah, and as you say, Karen, it's a really simple recipe to make. So basically all you need is that sachet of chestnuts that Karen mentioned. So you usually get about 100 grams in a sachet. Um, a large punnet of mushrooms, you know, it can be uh, brown mushrooms or a mix of mix of mushrooms, um, a vegetable stock cube and maybe one to one and a half litres of water. Um, so you, you start off by uh, gently cooking a little bit of onion and, mush- and all of the mushrooms in a tablespoon of oil, olive oil or coconut oil for a couple of minutes. Then add the chestnuts. Um, I use a, a callow mushroom stock cube. Uh, for some extra mushroom flavor. That's one of the reasons I, like, I love callow because they have lots of different types of vegetable stock um, flavors. Um, you bring it to all the ingredients um, to the boil um, with the water that we mentioned, simmer for about 30 minutes, and then blend the liquid either in a jug blender or a handstick blender, and it's it's ready to serve. Um, if you want the soup to be creamier, you can add some coconut milk, I usually add a bit of spinach to mine too, um, and it's just absolutely delicious. It's a great um, Christmas soup. I know we're a bit we're a bit early to be talking about Christmas, uh, but and I usually stock up when I start seeing the um, the mushrooms come into the supermarkets. I'll, I'll stock up so that I've got my mushrooms throughout the year. My, my, not my mushrooms, my um, chestnuts. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Yes, absolutely, Ailey. So, so hopefully we've given everybody some inspiration to um, to start introducing soups maybe into their meal plans as we go through autumn. And we did mention earlier that we would let you know how you could get hold of our soup recipes. Well, we've actually created a PDF download of our top 10 favourite soups and all of these are in it. And you can get it from our website, so runnershealthhub.com. Just go to the top menu bar and look for free nutrition guides and then scroll down from there and you'll find it. And all you have to do is let us um, have your email address and we'll send you the recipes over. 
Now, if you choose to stay on our mailing list, we do send a free recipe every Tuesday. So um, you'll get lots of other inspiration. It's not only soups. It's all types of different foods that will support health and your running performance and your training. But, you know, do remember that you can unsubscribe at any time. You don't have to stay on the list. And um, but we hope that you um, that you enjoy our little uh, soup PDF recipe um, um, booklets. So anyway, Aileen, I think it's time to move on now to the to the key takeaways. So what would be your key takeaways from today's episode? Well, I think the key takeaway is to remember that soup can be a really good addition to a runner's food plan. Uh, you just have to make sure that the soup is nutrient dense and made of natural ingredients. And remember to have plate balance or bowl balance uh, of macro and micronutrients in line with the plate balance concepts um, that, that we talk about in, in all of our work. And also uh, in line with whatever your training strategy is and your nutrition goals. Um, you can make soup uh, a time-saving meal if, if you prepare it in advance, and it can be used as a meal replacement, an addition to a meal, um, or as a snack. And remember to consider the energy uh, value of a soup, the calor calorific value within your overall energy requirements. So, um, you know, as Karen mentioned earlier, it's a good way of targeting your nutrition. So if you're struggling to uh, hit your nutrition targets, a soup might be a good thing. Uh, the next thing to think about is being prepared. So make sure that you've got all the equipment you need. But remember, it can be really simple. It might just be a pan and perhaps a blender and some everyday ingredients in uh, your store cupboard and your freezer. You could also think about taking soup as a, a take-to-work uh, meal or, um, or to travel with if you prepare it in advance. And remember, you can experiment with recipes or create your own favorite go-to soup recipes. And just remember to taste, test and adjust them so that they're right for you. Soups can be designed for pre and post fueling, for meal replacements and to support recovery from injury. So we'll do a blog after this episode uh, and we'll um, put the recipes in that we've mentioned today. But uh, if you want all of our um sort of favorite recipes you can download our free top 10 soup recipes for runners and as Karen mentioned earlier you'll find that on our website runnershealthhub.com at the free nutrition guides great thanks very much for that Aileen and um, like I say hopefully you're all inspired to try some of these recipes and do let us know how you get on and what you think of of the different ones that we've mentioned today and the ones that are in our top 10 soup recipes for runners so that just leaves me to say remember everyone don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and feel inspired to try out some new menu ideas. Many of our clients are looking for new ways to help them introduce a healthy food plan which also supports their running performance. So we designed our Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners program and it's for runners of all abilities. We take you through a series of short videos and action steps to help you create a food plan to suit your running training. The program includes downloadable menu ideas, food lists, meal plans and athlete plate diagrams for different training levels. 
and you get the Ennis added bonus of being invited to free online trainings and Q&As with Aileen and Karen. So you'll always have the opportunity to get some personal input into your runner's nutrition plan. Please check out the program at runnershealthhub.com or if you've got any questions, just drop us an email at hello at runnershealthhub.com. We'd love to see you join us on the program. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialling wearing their range for a few months and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases. Mm -hmm.